Hey everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. It's your hostess with mostess, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautifully rainy San Diego, California. That's right, we have another day of rain. Hopefully we're not going to float away, we're going to get some sunshine soon. I just know it's coming. All the, um, all the people that have lived here for many, many years says, you know, this is just rainy season and it to shall end. So looking forward to sunny days and uh, enjoying all of the greenery that we have because of all the rain. So there's the wind for that. Uh, today is episode number 19. I'm so excited about that. And so excited that you guys like show up and show out every week, man, like is absolutely awesome. Like I just posted another episode late Thursday night, early Friday morning, I think is when it came out, hit all the podcast things in, in 24 hours, I got 25 listeners. Like you guys are freaking awesome and I love you. So there's that. Uh, but today's episode is really going to be a follow-up to Thursday's podcast, uh, where I was talking about romance yourself <laughs> uh, and romance yourself was really kind of about Valentine's day, but not about Valentine's day where I was talking about self-love, about taking care of, taking care of yourself, putting your oxygen mask on first before you start taking care of other people. And I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper with that today. And what I want to really impart on you guys is that you really do have to love yourself before you're in a relationship with somebody else. Like, I was watching my church service this morning, Church of the Highlands, back in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Love, love, love that church. And uh, Dr. Les Perot, he made his opening comment and it just struck me in the forehead. He said... If you try to build intimacy with another person before you have grown on your own, all your relationships become an attempt to complete yourself. Think about that. If you try to build intimacy with another person before you have gotten really intimate with yourself, gotten to know yourself, grown within yourself, all of your relationships from that point forward become an attempt to complete yourself. You have to know that you are complete already. Or let me rephrase that. We're not ever going, well... We should be constantly growing. So when I say complete, you should be able to be happy being alone, being in your own skin, enjoying your own company. So that's what I want to talk about in today's episode. So before we dive into today's episode, let's take a minute for you guys to hear my new awesome sponsor, Brandless.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. As I said, this is episode number 19 and this is called, I am unapologetically me. What do I mean by that? I'm unapologetically me. I have grown into a person who is 100% owning who I am and standing in my power. I want or my want or my wish for each and every one of you is that you are unapologetically you and standing in your power at all times. This is a follow-up episode to my episode last week or just the other day, Romance Yourself, where I was talking about self-love. We were talking about my definition of romance. Uh, it was episode 18 and my definition of romance is compounded interest on the little things. Okay. That's for, actually, that's for my fellas and my ladies. Okay. Like it's not just the guy's job or the man's job in the relationship to do the romance. Ladies, 
I'm telling you right now, the fellas like to be romance too. All right. So don't do all of this special stuff to get him or to catch him. And I hear that all the time from the ladies. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do this so I can catch my man. It's not your job to catch him. It's your job to be unapologetically you and let him love you. It's your job to love yourself. It's your job to be unapologetically you. What I mean by that? Okay, I, I, I'm going to get started real early in this too. So you have to be okay with being you. Coming out of a relationship, and this is just an example. Let's say you came out of a relationship where the guy lied. He cheated. He was trying to keep you a secret. He did this. He did that. He did whatever. He just shattered your heart. It's in a million pieces. You were bitter. You were angry. You were hurt. You went through the begging him to come back and none of it worked. Or maybe it did work for a little while and it broke up and you went through this merry-go-round and you spent years in a relationship rebuilding, reliving all the same mistakes that you started with in the beginning. You were looking to make him happy or him to make you happy. All right, I talked about in episode 18 where we as women get caught up in the people pleasing. And I'm not going to say that men don't get caught up in the people pleasing. Men get caught up in the people pleasing too because at the end of the day, we all just want to be loved. We want to be happy. We forget that happiness is a choice. We get to choose whether we are happy or not by putting our happiness in somebody else's hands. Say, well, I'll be happy when I'll be happy. If why can't you choose to be happy now? Like if you choose to be happy, all of those other things will happen organically. But by saying I'll be happy when I get married. So you're going to choose to suffer and be miserable now. What the hell? Cut it out. Like, stop it. Don't do that. I'll be happy when I have kids. So you can't be happy in your marriage until you have children? Like, what kind of damn marriage is that for your husband or your wife? Like, stop it. You have got to be you. You have got to be, you've got to figure out who you are. That's what I mean by be unapologetically you. But if you don't know who you are, how can you be you? You can't pretend to be somebody else and expect to be happy. I'm going to tell you right now, I pretended to be, I tried being other people. I tried, I was, I was the epitome of a people pleaser. Like I did all kinds of stupid shit trying to make people love me or make people like me. I would agree to do stuff. Just because I wanted them to be my friend. I wanted them to love me. I wanted them to make me happy. It's not their job to make me happy. And I got so caught up in that. I ran myself in the ground. I was miserable. I was miserably unhappy. I was angry all the time. It was my job to make everybody else angry and unhappy. Because if I made them angry and unhappy, well, you know what? It made me feel a little bit better that somebody else was as miserable or worse than miserable are miserably worse than I was. That was a mouthful. But I don't want that to be you. And if you're listening to this, you're listening to this on purpose. Like it's not an accident that you hit play on this podcast and you are listening to me today. That means that there is something in this podcast that you need to hear. So I love you and I'm going to do my very best to give you some value, give you some tools and give you some instructions to so that by the end of this podcast, you will know your next steps. You will know what you need to do in order to be unapologetically you. Like it's, it's not rocket science. It's really not. If you're single or even if you're married, even if you're in a relationship, this, this is for everybody, man or woman. Okay. I know I always talk about the ladies because I am a woman and it's easier for me to talk from that perspective, but I do know that I have a lot of male followers and I know that you're listening to me and know that this is for you too. Okay. So 
I'm going to do my very best to make sure that I hit both sides of this coin today so that all of you know that I'm talking to you. Coming out of a relationship, we're hurt. We're broken. We feel sad. We feel unloved. We feel unworthy. We feel not good enough. Once we come out of those lower vibration emotions, we may get to the anger. We may get to the bitterness. We may get to the revenge. We may get to um, the even jealousy uh, somewhere up around there. But I don't, I don't want you to feel jealous that, they're, that they may have found somebody else. If they found somebody else, you know what? If they broke your heart and they found somebody else, good riddance. That means that somebody else has got to put up with the bullshit that they were giving you. They just hadn't figured it out yet. And I'm saying this coming off my own experiences. Like I was in an on again, off again relationship for a really long time. And at different points when it was on, it was great. When it was off, I was not strong enough to not go back or not try to get him to come back. And I had to grow into a person that could say, you know what? This isn't okay. Like, I'm, I'm tired. Like, this isn't ever going to be anything more than what it is. And I'm not okay with this. So when you reach that point, and I'm telling you, you can reach that point, whether you are a, a, a man or a woman, you can reach the point where you step into your power and say, enough is enough. I am worthy of so much more. I'm worthy of everything it is that I want in a relationship. You have to be intimate with yourself and know that you are complete without somebody else in your life. Do you know what your favorite breakfast food is? Or is your favorite breakfast food whatever your significant other's favorite breakfast food is? Do you just learn to like whatever it is that they like so that you guys can have something in common. Now, what kind of garbage is that? Now, I don't mean that I, I'm not trying to, to be mean. I'm trying to get you to wake up. Like, what movie was it? It, would, it had uh, Sandra Bullock in it. Runaway, Runaway Bride. She had ran out of one, two, three different marriages, I think it was. Three different weddings. She never got married. Ran out of three. In each one of those marriages, she would pretend to like what her fiancé liked so that they would have something in common and call it love. If you have not seen that movie, you've got to see that movie. It's uh, Sandra Bullock. Is it Sandra Bullock? No, it's not Sandra Bullock. It's um, Richard Gere and... Oh, I can't think of her name right off the top of my head, but it's Runaway Bride. You got to go see it. She did everything in order to make that man like her or love her because she purposefully liked the things that he liked so that he would like her. Not only did she end up getting hurt, he ended up getting hurt. Wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it feel better? To figure out what it is that you like and love and put that out in the universe, send it up to God's source, higher power, inner being, and let that attract your significant other into your life. Guys, this is for you too. Don't pretend to like what it is that she likes so that she'll like you and it makes you miserable and you're not happy with it. Wouldn't it be better if you knew exactly what it is that you loved about you, that you like to do your hobbies, your fun time, your me time, knowing exactly what it is that makes you happy and then putting it out into the universe and attracting that specific mate that is a perfect match for that. You want to be complete on your own and let your mate compliment who it is that you are. Should everything that you like 
Should your mate like everything it is that you like? Nope. I, I, I don't think that's my personal opinion. I don't think that your mate has to absolutely love everything it is that you love. Should you have some things in common? Absolutely. Because if you're not, you're going to be doing things separate anyway, and you're going to get bored and it's not going to be any fun. Should you like to do things together that are fun? Absolutely. If one of you likes travel and adventure and the other one doesn't, that's probably not going to be a good fit as a couple. Now, if it's you like travel and adventure, but your mate wants, likes adventure, but they haven't traveled because financially they haven't been in a position to travel, that might be a good fit because now that's something that you can teach the other one. You can share new experiences with them and take them, give them things that they've never had before. That's a way to build a relationship. You see how that works? But you are already complete in the fact that you love adventure. You like skydiving. You like uh, roller coasters. You like theme parks. You like traveling, doing like going to the Grand Canyon, going hiking, going mountain climbing, going to Europe, whatever that looks like. The places that you like to travel or want to travel, maybe your bucket list items, you have a lot of the same bucket list items. That makes for a good start to a relationship because you've already got those things figured out. You got to know who you are and you've got to be unapologetically you and not wavering in who you are in order to make somebody else happy. That's not going to work out real well. If you are always believing that somebody else can complete you or has to complete you before you can be happy, you are setting yourself up for heartache and failure. And I don't want that to be you. You guys should be able to lean on each other so that when one side is, is, is a little weak, the other side can be strong. You guys should be like interlocking hands, interlocking fingers where, you know, one hand is strong on its own. But when you lock two, two hands together and the fingers are, are interlaced, they, they're unbreakable, man. Like take your finger, if you're not driving, if you're not, if you're driving, you can't do this. If you're not driving, take your hands, lace your fingers together and squeeze them and then try to pull them apart. That's strong. Now, if you cup your fingers, let those go. Now, if you cup your fingers and you try to and turn one hand knuckles up, one hand knuckles down and you lace your fingers together like that and you try to pull those apart. Those will come apart. It's not as tight. It's not as strong. If you are in a place where you're healthy, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, financially, professionally, socially, and with your family and loved ones and friends, you're ready for a relationship. That's a mouthful. If you're healthy, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, professionally, socially, with your friends and family, you're ready for a relationship. You could even get away with, I would say, being healthy in four of those eight areas. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially. If you're healthy in those four areas... And I, and I, you could probably put professionally and financially together. Those are going to go hand in hand. But if you're healthy in at least three of the four of those areas, the other areas will naturally grow on their own when you put just a little bit of focus on them. And somebody can add to those. Because if you've been foc focusing on your emotional and your spiritual and your physical health, generally your social part is going to go to the wayside a little bit because you're focused on you. And, and I'm going to tell you like me dating, it's not been a focus for me. I have been focused on me, on my emotional, on my spiritual, on my professional. That's been my total focus. And, you know, I'm on some online dating sites and, and stuff, but I'm not super active on them and, and I don't care to be at the moment. 
if I run across somebody that strikes my interest and we have a conversation, I actually just had a conversation with somebody about this last night. I get, I get the message that you're so busy. Like, how are you going to have time for a relationship? Well, the part, the right one, the right one will make it be known that he's willing to build with me. He will make me want to make time for him. So the ones that said I'm too busy, that got intimidated by what it is that I've got planned for my life, they went to the wayside because they're not ready. They want somebody to feed their needs. They're not in a place where they are emotionally, spiritually and emotionally, spiritually and mentally ready for a relationship. They need somebody to fill that gap. When you have all your gaps filled, you don't need somebody else to fill them. They can add to them. They can help expand them. They can help grow them. But it's not their job to do so. The right one will come along when you are 100% sure of who you are. Okay, so ladies, I'm going to talk to you first. Fellas, this goes for you too. But guys can generally go out by themselves and not have a problem. They can go out. They're totally secure going out to eat by themselves, going to a bar, hanging out by themselves, um, taking the, you know, going to the movies by themselves. For the ladies, that tends to be a little bit more intimidating. So I'm going to lean a little bit more on the ladies right here. If you're single, even if you're like already in the dating pool, you've already started dating. Okay. I'm not saying that you have to stop dating right now, but I want you to, I want you to be, take time for you. I want you to take time in building you. I want you to be able to take yourself to the movies. What kind of movies is it that you like? Do you like all movies? Are you more into action movies? Or you just only like chick flicks? Do you like scary movies? Do you like documentaries? Do you even like going to the movies at all? Do you just like doing Netflix? Well, if Netflix is your only source of movies, you need to get out more. Cut it out. You can go to a daytime movie and spend what you would spend on a, on a month, uh, on a monthly su subscription of Netflix. But how are you going to meet somebody if you're, if you're held up in the house all the time? Just saying, throw that out there. Take yourself to the movies. Find, you know, get you a soda, get you some popcorn and sit there and laugh. Do you like comedies? Sit there and laugh. Take yourself to a comedy show. Take yourself to a sports bar. I'll tell you right now, I'll take myself out to eat in a heartbeat. Take yourself shopping. Go, it, it, I would venture to guess most women. I am not a shopper. Uh, I, this probably the only female gene that was not put in my DNA. <laughs> I do not love to shop whatsoever. I don't, it's, it's just not my thing, man. I, and I try really hard to like shopping. Really, the only thing that I like to shop for is workout clothes and heels. And neither of those go together, <laughs> which is stupid. Um, I like workout clothes because I'm a personal trainer and I love to work out and I love how I look in workout clothes. So that's awesome. Even when I'm in the best shape of my life, shopping for clothes for me is super uncomfortable. I and built for in between sizes. And so I get frustrated when I have to go shopping. I, I, I'm not a fan of shopping. And I think that's more why I don't like shopping is because finding clothes for me to fit me just is uncomfortable. Um, and I have even buying bathing suits, even though I look good in the bathing suits, I have to, I have to buy different size top for a different size bottom. I'm not very busty, so I buy bathing suit tops that are padded so that I don't look like I'm flat chested and that's super uncomfortable. So I don't even like shopping for bathing suits and I just put all my business out there, <laughs> out there live uh, in the world for people in the podcast world. But, you know, that's just how I feel about it. I, I don't love shopping. Even though I'm a personal trainer, I don't even love to go grocery shopping. I do not like grocery shopping. So if I can find me a mate <laughs> that loves to go grocery shopping, oh my God, I think we'll, we'll be in love forever. 
He can do the grocery shopping and I'll cook. I think that is a really good deal. So you have to know what the things it is that you love about yourself, the things that you like to do, the things that you don't like to do. That way you can find the person that is a match for you. If you don't like to do something, but somebody else, like for the grocery shopping thing, if I find a guy that loves to go grocery shopping and he doesn't mind doing the household grocery shopping and I love to cook and he doesn't like to cook, that's a win. Those are opposite things that we can be a match on. I love to travel. I totally want to be a nomad and travel the world. I am also an adventure junkie. I love, love to ride roller coasters. The faster they go, the more times they flip upside down, the higher they are, the more fun they're going to be. I'm all in. I like to go. I love skydiving. If you guys have not gone skydiving, OMG. Bungee jumping is on my bucket list of things to do. I'm still out. The jury is still out on whether or not I want to go cliff diving. I think it's called base jumping where you wear the squirrel suit and you jump off a cliff and you go, oh, I just think that takes a level of cojones. <laughs> I am not sure that I have on my body. I, like thinking about it, it feels exhilarating. Like to be able to have big enough balls to jump off that cliff and know that you're going to fly and soar with the eagles. See, that's the part that excites me is I want to be able to, like I say that all the time. I want you to be so strong that you can soar with the eagles to be able to jump off that cliff and soar like an eagle. Oh my God, that would be so exhilarating. At the same time, it is all so terrifying to me in an exciting way. And it's like, oh, could I do that? You know, and it's, it's definitely it's definitely on my on my maybe list. You know what I mean? I also want to go parasailing and I want to I want to do that. That to me is going to be freaking amazing when I do that. I want to go hang gliding. That's also on my bucket list of things, too. So I need somebody that's like down with that stuff. I love to work out. I need a workout partner. I want somebody that wants to lift heavy shit and throw it around and do it fast and get out. Possibly somebody that does CrossFit, you know, or at least likes CrossFit style workouts that we can do it together. Those are things that I'm looking for. You have to know what it is that you want in your mate. But knowing what it is that you want in your mate means means that you know who you are inside and out. Like, do you know who you are? Do you, are you spiritually connected? Are you connected to your God source, higher power, inner being, whatever it is that you choose to call it? I don't do religion, so I'm not here to debate that. But if you don't have any inner peace, and by inner peace, I mean that means that you are connected to your higher power, whatever you call that. If you don't have that inner peace, you're bringing a whole bunch of garbage and a whole bunch of other stuff along for the ride and making your new person carry your baggage. Your baggage gets left at the dumpster, man. Get rid of all that garbage and let it go. Find your lessons in your past relationships. And by lessons, I mean, what was it that you loved about that past relationship? And what was it that you, oh, excuse me. What was it that you didn't love about that past relationship? Did you love the fact that he remembered the little things? We talked about that in the last episode. The little things with uh, compounded interest on the little things. Like, does he leave sticky notes on your steering wheel and said, hey, babe, hope you have a great day today. Does he send you text messages in the middle of the day saying, hey, babe, I'm in the middle of a meeting and it sucks. And I just want to let you know I was thinking about you because you are way more interested than what I got going on right now. I love you and I can't wait to see you when I get home. Like, does he do those things? Does he bring you random gifts because he saw something and he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt it is something that you love and it's not a day. It's not a special day. You know what I mean? Like he knows that. You guys were in the store the other day and you mentioned something about a bracelet or, ooh, wouldn't that be nice? And he was out on his own and he remembered that you said you liked that and he got it and brought it home and had it in a gift and said, guess what I got you today? Do you like that? Do you like somebody that does those surprises? Do you like somebody that does the planning or are you the planner? Do you like to plan dates? 
Okay, so if you're the planner, hey, I want to plan these things and I want somebody to let me do the planning. Great, but wouldn't it be awesome if he just showed up one day and said, hey, babe, I know you like to do X, Y, and Z and I found this great deal. So I made this awesome week, planned this awesome weekend for us. I know you like to do all the planning, but I wanted to surprise you. How awesome would it be that you found somebody that did that for you? Be great. But how are you going to know that's what you want if you don't take the time to dig into yourself, love yourself and get to know yourself so you can stand in your power and say, this is what I want. You have got to know you. You have got to be, you've got to love you. You've got to love all of you inside and out. If you haven't listened to episode 18, this is going to feel, this particular episode is going to feel real raw and in your face. So go back at least one more episode and listen to episode 18, Romance Yourself. I also give you a, a tool in there. It's a mirror exercise so that you can learn to look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. And I know that sounds really retarded. If you have never done a mirror exercise, you're like, why would I do that? Get in front of a mirror and try to say, I love you. This is for the guys too. Now, I don't know how many guys, if you're listening to my podcast, I would venture to guess that you are at least, at least brand new into doing personal development. You are finding some value. You are finding some interest this is resonating with you on some level and it makes sense. You're finding these tools and applying them to your life and you're seeing at least some kind of progress listening to what it is that I say. Words don't teach, only life experiences teaches. And that's why I talk about my life experiences all the time to help you grow and to help you be a better you. So if you can learn from my life experience, then maybe you won't have to take the same path that I did in order to learn that lesson. <laughs> you know, success leaves clues. Life lessons leave clues. I can eat those breadcrumbs as fast as you can throw them at me. So when I share my life experiences about it, I went down these roads because I had people in my life that should not have been in my life. I chose friends that were not good for me. Now those friends aren't in my life and I leveled up my life. I try to continually level up my life by surrounding my folks, surrounding my life with people in my life that I aspire to be like in some way, shape or form. Also, being a life coach, I also attract people who need my help. So I have to... And my clients tend to become my friends. So I, because I love you guys, I, my heart is always to leave you better than how I found you. So if you're listening to me, you're going to feel better when you get done with this podcast, because I did something to help you make feel better. I know that if you will take the time and I'm, I'm going to briefly describe what the mirror exercise is here. And then I really want you to go back and listen to episode 18 because I go in depth on how to do it and why. And I shared my life experience going through the forgiveness exercises, which the forgiveness exercise is in the Art of Forgiveness episode. I think it's back around episode 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there. Forgiveness is a huge part of self-love. We tend to beat ourselves up over the choices or decisions that we make that took us down roads that if we had known we're going to take us down that road and we would have to experience those pains or circumstances, we probably wouldn't have chosen to go down those roads. But by experiencing those things, they helped us grow and learn a lesson. So there's really ultimately no wrong decisions. There's no bad decisions. They just turned out bad results, which means you learned a lesson and you're not going to do that anymore. So it's a win. I want you guys to be the best version of yourself that you can be. You, I want you to love yourself. I want you to be proud of who you are 
right now in this moment. And I want you to be proud of who you're becoming. But you have to take steps to make you a better you. You have to learn your lessons from the past to make sure that they don't repeat themselves. Sometimes we get stuck on this merry-go-round of life and it's spinning so fast, we can't get off. Sometimes we need somebody to come take a stick and stick it in the merry-go-round to stop it suddenly so it'll throw us off in the bushes so that we can get on a different one. On on one that's happier, the one that's more fun, one that's helping us grow. You never want to be somewhere where you don't feel like you're growing, where you're not learning, where you're not becoming a better you. For those of you that are Christians and and, and listen, listen to the Bible, you could listen to the Bible on an audio Bible and you're and you're studying the Bible. It says point blank in there, the, the people without a vision perish. You have to have a vision for yourself. You have to know where it is that you're going for you, not for somebody else. You've got to be happy with you. Completely, totally, 100% happy with who you are. Looking in the mirror and saying, I, and I'm just going to say, Tammy, I have a mirror sitting right here in front of me. Tammy, I love you. I can say that and I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I can say, Tammy, I am proud of you. Really, 100% totally proud of who you are and who you've become and all the awesome things that you have going on and all the things that you've got planned way out in advance. It feels good to say that. I remember a time when it didn't. I didn't love me. I hated me. I hated the person I saw staring back in the mirror. I hated who I was on the inside and out. I had to learn how to love me. I had to learn that I am enough. I had to be able to look myself in the mirror and say, Tammy, you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are strong. You are enough. You are worthy. Instead of saying you, I can say, I am worthy. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am awesome. And I love me. If you can't say those words without crying, or if you say those words and you're crying, you're not there yet. And that means you still have work to do. And you got to figure out why you don't love yourself. If you go back and listen to episode 18, I explain in there in very great detail Usually, when we look in the mirror, especially for us women, I can't speak for a guy and I haven't had a whole lot of guys comment on this exercise and how they feel. So, fellas, if you're listening to this, I would love to hear your feedback on this mirror exercise. Can you look in the mirror and say, I am enough? Can you look in the mirror and say, I love you? Can you look in the mirror and say, I'm proud of you? Can you look in the mirror and say, I'm worthy? Like, I don't, I I need to know those so I can tailor these podcasts to help you too. When you look in the mirror, what is the first thought that you, that you hear in your head? Like we are, and I say this in every podcast, we are where we are because of how we think. If we think we're not worthy, we're going to attract somebody to make us feel not worthy. If we think we are not enough, we are going to attract somebody to make us feel like we are not enough. If we feel unloved, we are going to attract somebody into our life to make us feel unloved. If we love ourselves, if you can say, I love you and look yourself in the mirror and know that you feel that love, you are going to attract somebody that is going to make you feel more love. How does that sound? If you can look in the mirror and say, I am enough and feel it and mean it. You are going to attract attract somebody that is going to make you feel more than enough. If you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I am worthy of all the love that this planet and God has to give to me. You're going to attract somebody that is going to make you feel even more worthy. What you put out is what you get back. You have to know who you are inside and out. You have to love you 
inside and out. If you don't love you inside and out yet, what is the what is one baby step that you can take today to help you move toward loving yourself? Is that is that baby step saying, you know what, I forgive you for not loving you. Sometimes it's just that one step right there. I forgive you for not loving you. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out together. We're going to figure out. And when I say we, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're committing to your inner self, your inner being, that you're going to figure it out. Hey, self, we are going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out how to love me. Does that mean you join a gym tomorrow and you start working out? Does that mean you go to the store and you pick a healthier meal, pick healthier food? Does that mean you start taking vitamin supplements to make you start feeling better on the inside? Does that mean that you start learning how to meditate? Do some, start taking yoga. What does that look like? Does that mean that you find a church and you join a church to have a community? Join a small group. All of those things are viable things. Does that mean that you hire a life coach to help you figure that out? Hello, I'm right here. (laughs) All of that's possible. But it doesn't happen until you do a self-awareness checkup. And you figure out who you are and what it is that you want. You are complete without somebody else. And until you feel complete, don't add anybody else into the mix. Because when you put your heart in somebody else's hand and say, hey, you you have to complete this, you have to fix this, you're setting yourself up for more heartache and failure. You put the pieces of your heart back together. You love you completely and unconditionally. You be unapologetically you completely and unconditionally. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, socially, financially, professionally, with your family and friends. All of those are areas to do a checkup on. And I believe, I don't remember what episode this was, but I will figure it out and I will put it in my show notes. Um, I talk about a self-awareness checkup all the time, ranking your light, those areas of your life that I've just said, emotionally, socially, spiritually, financially, professionally, socially, uh, physically, and health and well-being. All those eight areas, rank them from one to 10. One being like, oh my God, if this could suck any worse, it would be a zero. That would be one. 10 would be, oh my God, there's no way this could be any better than it is right now on the face of the planet. There's nothing anybody could do to make this any better. What is that? Or anything in between. They could all be a 10. If they were all a 10, I'd venture to guess you would not be listening to my podcast and I would be listening to yours. Ah, That's the podcast. Uh, Do you know what you want? That's the podcast. If they're all a one, You probably would not be able to come out of your own head long enough to listen to my podcast. Do you have some areas that's probably a one or a two? Absolutely. Is it because they suck that bad or is it because you're just not focused on them and you're focused on other areas of your life and those areas are just not important to you right now? It's a very real distinction. I have areas of my life that is a one or a two because I'm not focused on those areas of my life and They don't, it doesn't make me feel bad to say that they are a one or two. And I'm okay with that. If there are one or two and you've been focusing on those areas of your life and you can't seem to get any better than a one or two, then we need to talk. Why are you ranking them a one or two? I don't want you to beat yourself up because you rank them a one or two, but let's talk about how we can get those better, how we can make those better, how we can get those numbers up. What would it look like if... Those areas were a 10. What does a 10 in your financial life look like? That's a big question. What would your life look like if financially it was a 10? What kind of car would you be driving? What color is it? What kind of interior does it have? What kind of extra features does it have? What kind of house would you have? 
where would it be? Would you still live in the United States? Would you own your own island? Would it be on an island? Where would you travel to on vacation? Would you live the laptop lifestyle? What would your friends look like? What, what do your kids look like? What kind of cars are they driving? What schools do they go to? What does your significant other look like? What kind of car do they drive? What kind of job do you have? Do you own your own business? If it's ranked a 10, I doubt that you're working for somebody else. You probably own your own business or multiple businesses. What does your financial portfolio look like? Do you, are you an investor? What does your investment portfolio look like? What does your retirement look like? Those are all viable questions. Like, write it out. What, is your, what would your life look like if your health was a 10? What would you weigh? What would your chest size would, you know, I, I do measurements. Um, what does your body fat look like? Me, optimal health, I want my body fat to be a 22%. That's where I like to be, 22 to 25 at the most. I know what I want my hips to measure. I know what I want my legs to measure. I know what I want my waist to measure. I know what I want my arms to measure. I know what I want my chest to measure. All of those are things that you should know. If you don't know what it is that you want and who it is that you want to be, how are you going to know when you get there? How are you going to know that you need to take steps to make that happen? Where are you spiritually? Like, do you have a good relationship with your higher power? If not, do you want one? If you do, what does that look like? How do you make that better? Is that finding a church? Is that finding a small group or both? Is that meditating more? Is that doing yoga and meditating while you're doing yoga? Is that finding a small group that does those things? Finding a meditation group. All of those are viable ways to make your connection with your higher power better. I will tell you that meditation is powerful. And when you learn how to meditate, if you could just meditate 10 to 15 minutes every morning before you start your day, your life will change. Set an intention and say, hey, during this meditation, I'm going to quiet my mind. And my intention is I want to follow my inner guidance all day long. Lead me to where it is to where my job, I have a great day. Maybe I run across somebody that is on the same business plan that I'm on and maybe I meet my new business partner today. Maybe, like whatever that looks like. Maybe I need to do a whole podcast on setting your intention. I think I'm going to do that. Um, but it, it, it would be great if you could learn how to meditate and do a guided meditation if you don't know how to do that. If you go to my prayer versus meditation, the real truth, I do a guided meditation at the end of that one. So that's a, one way to start that. There are a ton of guided meditations on YouTube. Uh, a great one to start with is the six phase meditation. Uh, it guides you through six phases of meditation to help you uplift your life. And it's great. If you're having problems sleeping, there's sleep meditations that help you have a deeper sleep. It's great. These are just all some easy solutions to help you make your life, make you a better you. I want you to feel like you're enough because you are. I want you to feel worthy of all the things that this wonderful universe and world has to offer because you are. You came to this earth being enough. You came to this earth being worthy. You came to this life being loved, being full of love. And you can have anything it is that you want as soon as you believe that you're worthy of having it. So with that being said, I'm going to recap just a little bit. Take yourself out on a date. Know what it is that you like and love about yourself. Know what you like to do for fun. Not what somebody else likes to do for fun, what you like to do for fun. Know what your favorite foods are. Know what your favorite foods are not. <laughs> your favorite restaurants. Why? What's your favorite color? Why? Know what it is that you want in a mate. Do your T-chart. My past relationships, these are the things that I did not like. On the other side of that, what would make you ecstatically happy to flip those situations right there. Okay, he did this. This is what I want. And write it in present tense. I don't want you to say, I don't want this. I want. So if you had somebody that cheated on you, I want somebody that is faithful. 
I want somebody that wants to be with only me and loves and cherishes me, that's honest and trustworthy, that's what you'll attract. I want somebody that is fun, that loves to go hiking, uh, mountain climbing, loves to go skydiving, loves adventure, because that's what I like to do. I want somebody that loves to go shopping and wants to do the grocery shopping for me so I can cook all of these amazing foods for them. That's what I will attract. That's what you will attract. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to close this out with the same quote that I opened it up with from Church of the Highlands where Dr. Les Perot, they are doing a, a, and I'll put the link to this video from my church service in my show notes too. So if you guys want to watch it, he had a lot of great, awesome stuff to say in there. If that's something that you want to do, it's not something that you have to do, but I think it would be a great way uh, for you guys to get why I, I brought this up today. But he said, if you try to build intimacy with another person before you have gotten intimate with yourself and you've gotten to know yourself and know who you are and know that you are complete... Without someone else, all your relationships become an attempt to complete yourself. I need you to know that you are complete on your own. Okay? Love you guys to the moon and back. You are totally awesome. Thank you again for showing up and showing out each and every week. We are already at 1,100 listeners and I cannot be more over the moon excited about that. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a part of Life Awakening. Let's talk about it and showing up to listen to me each and every week. I hope that I have given you guys some value and some awesome content. Please hit the subscribe button if you are on iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, whatever your favorite platform is. If you can leave a comment or a rating, please do that as well. Help other people find us. Please hit the share button. If you love this podcast or any of my other ones, hit that share button and let other people know how to find me too. I would so, so, so appreciate that. If you are on the Anchor app, please feel free to leave me a message. I would love to share your message and answer any questions that you have on my next podcast. You guys are awesome and I love you so much. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart and I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.